Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. If you're a comic and you don't know how to edit, like use Photoshop or Final Cut, do the online tutorials. I mean, they're they're kind of grueling sometimes, and you have to really force yourself to to kind of sit through it and and learn. But it's something that will help you long, long into your career after this is all said and done with. So that's the that's the main advice that I can say is learn how to edit. Hot breath. Hey, what's goody? Hot breath. The verse. Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I'm your host, comedian Joel Byers, and the guest today has been on the show before, but he came back to help us comics level up our game even during these uncertain times. He joined us in our Hot Breath Pro Comedian Incubator group to answer member questions and give us some helpful insights into how we can make the most of these crazy quarantine times that we are hopefully on the other end of. But regardless of what happens out there, we are here to help cultivate the next generation of great comics. And if you want to be a part of that next generation, join our Hot Breath Pro Comedian Incubator to level up with other comics around the world, holding each other accountable, giving each other feedback, and just helping each other level up faster. I hope to see you in there. But on the meantime and between time, it's time for today's podcast. So without further ado, there is only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath. With Jeremiah Watkins. Ah. Yeah. Aw. Yeah, dude. Heck yeah. We're so cute together. Just two two dude. pale white boys. Dude, couple brothers. <laughs> so let's uh let's jump right into it. The hot breath of versus steaming with questions. I first I've been asking all the comics this at the beginning, but how are you doing right now with the the current quarantine situation? How has it affected your work? Yeah, he looks like he's already going crazy. <laughs> but how has it affected, like, did you have a lot of work that was canceled? And then how are you capitalizing on the current time? Um. So, yes, I did lose a lot of work. Um, about, I had... What kind of sucks about it right now is I, this was like my really busy time that was going on right now. Like mm-hmm. I was in the middle of like a uh, nine, 10 week run of different weekends mm-hmm. and uh, the last six of them uh, got canceled. So um, I was really stoked because just just within this last year, I've been starting to do my own weekends with headlining and stuff. So... I was really excited just to be getting out there and consistently starting to do my own weekends because that's, you know, we're, we're all, you know, that's something that we all as comedians kind of are working towards for years and years is just to like get one maybe of your own weekends. And I had, I was fortunate enough to get like a run and, um, yeah, those got canceled. They're rescheduled, but I, I just don't know how that's going to look, uh, when, you know what I mean? We'll, yeah. we'll see. Um, other, other than that, I'm staying. I'm pretty fortunate. I have a wife. Um, I'm very fortunate that I have someone to be in quarantine with. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is a blessing for sure because uh, some of our 
uh, you know, a lot of our comedy buddies, um, they don't even have a dog. It's literally, they just <laughs> yeah. do the mics and the shows and that's life. And which, which, you know, that is a big part of my life, but I'm fortunate that I was building something outside of, of standup kind of along the way and yeah. that I have that going as well. So are you I mean, able you to make feel any the money right now too, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I'm with my wife and I feel fortunate that I, I didn't just like the stage is clearly like my primary. That's my, that's my, my baby, but I was working on outside projects as well that are keeping me busy, but then also bringing in some money with my special, you know, and, and merch and I'm doing an online class and things like that. So the podcast as well. So luckily I had more than one iron in the fire, but I feel like this is exposing a lot of people of like, Oh, I really went all in on this one thing that is so fragile, you know? Yeah. None of us knew it was this fragile. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. This is clearly extenuating circumstances. Yeah. 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 Um, I, so I've been making money like a little bit here and there just through like, just like a little bit like with merch stuff online and just my podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which I'm grateful for that I have that outlet and yeah, it's funny. Uh, I've been, <laughs> I've been plugging my Venmo on kill Tony lately and, and Tony Hinchcliffe hates it. Like he, <laughs> he thinks it looks like, he thinks it looks like begging and I'm just like, no, nah, it's just like. I just see it as right now, like we're providing a service, like just like any other streaming service. And it, it's not like a beating people over the head with it. It's like, hey, if you want to, here's this at the end of the episode. If not, cool. Yeah. Keep, keep chugging along, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> and you're creating a lot of content. I mean, do you have any tips for comics before we jump into their questions here? Uh, any tips for comics on how they can make the most of the current situation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a big one. Because, and this is just more of like being a self-starter and knowing how to do stuff. If you, I don't, here's the thing. I don't know what, where you're at financially, but there's usually, I don't want to promote getting bootleg and pirating like software and stuff like that. But I don't know what your financial situation is with having to get certain editing software. If you are a comic in quarantine right now, Learn how to edit your own stuff. Mm. If, if you don't know how to edit your own stuff, you are at somebody else's knees. You're held captive by somebody uh, or held hostage by somebody who may or may not want to get around to editing your stuff. You know what I mean? Unless you're paying them, which if you're a comic, you probably don't have the money to pay somebody to do a clip. You know what I mean? Yep. So learn that as a skill. That is invaluable. It's one of like my things – I know how to Photoshop, I know how to use Final Cut, and I know how to at least make my stuff look decent online where I can throw it up or if uh, I need to turn around a clip that uh, I need to cut something out of something. I have the means, like just with my laptop, I just have like Final Cut and Photoshop on my laptop where I can do that for myself. So, I mean, you know, people are telling you to try to make the most out of, out of quarantine time, but. If you're a comic and you don't know how to edit, like use Photoshop or Final Cut, do the online tutorials. I mean, they're they're kind of grueling sometimes and you have to really force yourself to to kind of sit through it and, and learn. But it's something that will help you long, long into your career after this is all said and done with. So that's the that's the main advice that I can say is learn how to edit. That dude, that is gold. I've been getting everyone's advice on here with that, the comics we've had, but like 
That may be my favorite piece is really uses time for skill acquisition. Because I could tell you personally, like I, I started learning Photoshop maybe almost eight years ago, completely self-taught as well. You know, now I'm more versed in the Adobe Creative Suite, but even like um, like iMovies, a free editing software. There's other... Totally. There's free um, graphic design options out there as well. Canva's an option where you can start to learn the basics of uh, graphic design, but it's... All the resources are at your fingertips. Now is a great time to really start learning these tangible skills that will help you to become even more self-reliant and self-sufficient. Great yeah. tip, man. Great tip. So let's jump into it. And this is this is a good uh, this is a good first one. And speaking of you being out on the road, headlining now, which is so cool because just last year I started headlining more and getting out on the road like where you are like the headliner and it, it can be scary and it's it can be a whole new learning curve but it's it now you feel like a comedian though when it's like your show and it's all on you in a sense Dude, yeah it's so great it's great it really i mean is. yeah the stakes are much higher because yeah. uh you know if you fail then everybody has a horrible <laughs> evening but yeah. uh, uh, it's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of fun it's a great it's it's great to take on and this 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 may play into that because um, Charlie Harper here asked, um, "What's the most unexpected turn or revelation Jeremiah has seen when doing crowd work?" The most unexpected revelation or turn. Um, you know what? I had one show that has still stuck with me where I was doing. I wasn't even doing crowd work with a this specific person. It was somebody like just like in the vicinity where like that's the that's the risk that that you take whenever you open up dialogue with the audience is they sometimes when they're drinking it's it's almost always it's somebody who gets too sloppy. They see an opportunity and they capitalize on it and this lady she did it near the end of my show and uh she just was like super, super negative. Uh, like, like I'm like, ah, what do you do for work? Because she kept talking, and she goes, I heckle. I'm just like, <laughs> and then she, I, I was like, really? That's that's what we're, that's what you want to do with this conversation? And I, it was one of those things where sometimes you just shouldn't engage with anybody at all, and it's too late after a moment. And she did it near the end of my show and it like put a bad taste in my mouth because I had to like do, I had to close like a couple minutes later and I'm just like, ah, I should have just, you know what I mean? Sometimes you mm -hmm. should just stay in the pocket and just keep doing your material even though you might get tempted. Because I, I mean, I'm like a kid at a candy store, but if I see like temptation out there in the audience where I'm like, oh, I could riff, I could have fun, let's be silly. I, I go for it a lot of times. Like even if somebody says something like, like if you see somebody live, uh, there's sometimes comics who choose to engage with the audience whenever they hear a little bit of cross chatter or cross talk and they'll plow through, which that's important to do at certain moments in your set. But other times for me, I see it as an opportunity. I'm like, oh, OK, they're wanting to talk. Let's 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 mind this. Let's see. Let's see what's going on, which that can backfire a lot. So like sometimes you get really negative people like the lady who you asked what they do for work and saying, I heckle. And she was just like a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. She like every question that I asked was like, she responded so negative 
to the point where I had to do the thing as a comedian <laughs> where it got so negative with her where I was just like, listen, I, we're just all trying to have a good time here tonight. You right. know, wouldn't yeah, yeah. we agree? <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's pathetic. Whenever I rewatched on video, I was like, oh, not putting out that clip. Hello. Um, <laughs> you know, that happens whenever you're dealing with weird audience members. Of course. Yeah. All right. And this, this actually uh, rolls into the next question. If we're going to improvise into the next one here, as we say, it's uh, Christian Williams asking how do you balance your improv and stand-up is it possible or should you focus on one uh follow up to them if i don't know if they, now are these are they inside are they able to write in like while we're live right now uh-huh. or mm-hmm. okay cool i so i have a question for christian okay uh how many years into comedy are you that makes a huge that that is super reliant on the question that you're asking because if it's one or the other like you like in my opinion if you're early on in, in comedy which i'm only like i'm still like i just hit like 10 years of being in comedy and i still consider myself earlier on the early side of of being in the comedy just because you look at like headliners who've been doing it for a long time. A lot of those guys have been doing at least 20 years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I would say be working on everything if you can. I mean, obviously you can't really work on improv too much at mics like with crowd work, but you can work on your riffing and stuff like that. So it all depends on how far in, but I don't think that you have to choose, uh, between the two, unless you're talking about actual doing improv, like with a group and actually doing your solo act as a stand-up, I do think you have to choose between one of those two. Uh, otherwise, you'll get kind of mediocre of both, is which, which is what was happening to me the first few years that I was involved in improv and stand-up is I had a group. Things were going great. I was hitting mics like crazy. I was starting to do a lot of shows. But then the scheduling, it just didn't work out where like I had to pour my attention into one, and I chose stand-up over like improvising with a group of people. Yeah, he's uh, he's one year into comedy and four years into improv. Is what he says. Yeah, I mean, what's uh, it, it really depends what you you love more. Uh, what I will say is, um, I don't know where uh, what part of the country he's in. It's way harder to make a career out of being an improviser. Being an improviser, you can get opportunities to, uh, you know, book certain commercials and stuff that'll, that opens those kind of doors. And even it's all about making the relationships with on the improv side with more so like the casting directors and stuff. It's definitely more of like a, uh, an actor route to go just the improv way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, there are literally compared to the people who make money at stand up and improv, it's so lopsided because there, there's not a ton of improv comedy clubs. Just look at it on a map, just literally on, on that surface level, there's literally one to 10 maybe, or maybe even it's a, a larger margin of how few improv comedy clubs there are to stand up comedy clubs. So maybe some of that info will help. I don't know. Great. All right. The, uh, the next one here from skip, says, uh, do you have a particular writing exercise or way of writing that you keep going back to? Uh, yeah. Um, 
I like to find a location that makes you feel creative. Mm. Um, for me, one of them is the laundromat because I have a specific time that is um, – you see a clock that's literally counting down uh, like 20 some minutes and it's like, oh, okay, I have 20 minutes to, to write before I have to change the load over. And then you see, you literally see how much time you have left when, uh, when your clothes are drying. That's one place where it's like, it's an outside thing, but it, it puts, it puts me in a creative space because it's, it's also around, you're not, you don't have as many distractions. Like I listen to my sets. A, a big part of my writing process is I listen to sets, which is a very important part of being a comic, which is like the not fun side of For it sure. is listening back to your sets Yep. because it's, it's something that you don't like, especially if you had a bad set, you don't want to relive that. But it's important to listen back to see where you kind of went wrong because a lot of times you can trace it back to an exact moment in your set. And then when you listen back to it and you take that in, you're like, Oh, here's the list of things for me to not do again. Yep. Like that's basically what stand how, in my opinion, how I, how you see progression with a comic over the years is you learn the things not to do over and over again until you have a truncated list of like, Oh, if I do this, then there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to have a killer set tonight. That's how I kind of look at it is I sometimes look at things a little bit more, uh, analytical, like as far as that stuff goes, if that Gore, Yeah, that, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I, I consider listening writing. Like if if I listen, I'm like, oh, oh if okay. I listen to my set, okay, I did a writing session that day. You know, it's that important. I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. All right. The next one, Alan J. Lister. Will you have Joel on Jeremiah Wonders? Um, let's make it happen sometime. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, clearly, I. I have no doubt we're definitely going to be working I mean, together in, in the future in the, for sure. I mean, honestly, in the current state that we're in, it's probably easier now than ever to have <laughs> uh, Joel on us because uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I've got my comedian buddies who are starting to zoom in or whatever. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I haven't that's a little bit hard about my show that I haven't necessarily cracked yet with this new situation is like, my show is very based on me being with the guest. Right. It's, like I have, I literally have hardware in the studio for them to play with. Um, so it's just a different thing. Um, and I don't know, I haven't really tried doing, uh, too many bits over zoom yet, but I did do one on this most recent one coming up, uh, where I talked to, um, the writers of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and I put on a wig and stuff and I acted like an out-of-touch CEO pitching them bad movie ideas. Um, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> so, you know, trying to make the most out of this yeah, stuff. Guys. Yeah, and you're, I mean, you're, you're super creative and great improviser, so I'm sure it's only, that's what this is really, it's, it's forcing you to start creating in a different way, all of us. So we're only just oh, going to yeah, keep learning sure. and honing the best way to use the mediums that we have accessible. But um, mm -hmm. so he, Alan, he didn't say no. He was saying yes. But that's, that's what I love about our relationship is like we've only really met a few times and it's all just been more like this. But I know 
we're eventually going to be actually working together, which is always um, so cool in this comedy game. You just never know when or why oh, yeah. or who. But I mean, you know, from you starting your stand up on the spot show, the name evolves, and now it's like one of the number one shows in LA. You know, I mean, you know the process of just consistently putting in the work, staying funny, and you'll start to meet all these different people and start working with them. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been doing this fall uh, will be I've been doing stand up on spot for ten years straight. I'm gonna Incredible. hit my ten years uh, in August, I believe. So yeah, yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, just keep putting in pretty the work, wild. kids. Um, Bobby J. Brooks says, "Would you say comedy is ne- <laughs> would Would you say uh, comedy is needed now more than ever?" Uh, uh, i think yes you know what i have noticed a shift uh, a little bit with with um when i put out clips the amount of times that i've seen and this this is not a normal comment um that i receive on comedy videos but the amount of comments that i've seen just within the last couple weeks uh, people either who I know or people who just follow me online is they'll comment something like, thank you. I really needed this right now, Wow. which I think that's a big shift in kind of where people are at with society right now is I think inherently because of the situation, everybody's a little bit more depressed or a little bit more, you know, just high, high strong with their emotions right now, where I think that comedy is kind of needed a little bit more now than ever. I think we're in a weird area where since it's going on right now, it feels a little bit awkward to be, you know, shoving stuff out there, but people I think are appreciative of it. And once this all gets settled, it's going to be, I think the comedy shows will be some of the best shows that we ever do once this stuff is over because people are going to be so desperate to get out of the house once this is all said and done with and just feel normal again and feel like you're bonding with with other people, which I think one good thing that will come out of this is I think that people are going to be a little bit more grateful for interactions and I think people are going to be a little bit nicer to each other after – we come out of this quarantine because they're going to realize like, Oh, like I was taking for granted a lot of things with my life as we all are kind of figuring out right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny. The next comment is actually from Dana Ramoni saying, just want to say thank you. And the rest of the Tilconi Tony crew for continuing to put out new content every week, really helping me keep my sanity intact. So that's a prime example. That's right nice there. to hear. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, uh, we're still doing Kill Tony every week. I'm still doing Jeremiah Wonders every week, and uh, more so with Kill Tony, it's a you know it's a group effort, and uh, that's a show that was done in front of a live audience. So that's a bigger sh- shift, I think, for people to um, to uh, to to see where we're taking the show with it now because it's very different now. But it's kind of exciting because it's bringing in some new features that we've never done on the show before. And I think that it helps make people feel more normal, especially me because on Mondays I'm still going to do part of my routine, even though it's not in front of a live audience. So uh, yeah, I appreciate your support, my friend. Yeah. So um, we have a few more and we have a few minutes left. So what I'm going to do is uh, start a countdown timer. So I'll, well, I'll start doing like Ooh. a 45 second timer for these next couple questions, all right? Okay. 
And um, right, I'll be short, wanna, short-winded on hot breath. <laughs> we want to be uh, we want to be mindful of Jeremiah's valuable time here. So the uh, Dana actually followed up. If you can speak to it, how does the Kill Tony and comedy store relationship work financially? Are you responsible for packing the house out, and does the comedy store get a cut, or is it the reverse? And go. Yeah, hit up Tony Hinchcliffe about that. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> All right, we saved some time on that one. The next one, yeah. Mitt Wolf. What is your writing process after you've done some brainstorming? Can you walk us through a recent bit from inception to show? Um, this was something that uh, it's the last, actually the last stand-up bit that I posted was about the coronavirus, um, which is, you know, at this point, it's so funny. People are like, already like it's hacked to talk about it shut up it's literally going on right now <laughs> um i posted a clip literally before things got real crazy it was my last like material clip that i posted and i wrote it in the green room while the other openers on the show were on stage because i riffed something out between my friends and uh i made a comment um to my wife and uh she just said something off offhand like uh she's like oh yeah this is like a germaphobe's dream come true and, uh, I literally something that I'd riffed and paired with that, that she, she said to me, I'm like, it kind of is. And then I, I went to the green room and I literally wrote the bit and then did it on stage, uh, while it was fresh and I was excited about it. So sometimes I, if I'm excited about something, it's more important to get it to the stage rather than be nitpicky about how it will come out exactly. Because the more you do it on stage, the more that it will form into a good solid joke. Boom. All right. Patrick Fowler, and this is kind of a common one we're getting in terms of, I mean, your characters and impressions are like in the top 1% of comedy. And I actually, we went into de- detail on the process on our Hot Breath episode, if anybody wants to check it out. But um, he says, when you make a character, do you take time to write jokes for them immediately or do you let them come out naturally in the moment? 45 seconds, go. Most of the time... Unless it's a sketch, I will do it all in the moment. But what I will do is uh, I make sure that I'm well-versed in the character and knowledgeable of the character and its surroundings and stuff like that. Most recently, I did a Joe Exotic impression. I just watched the entire series of Tiger King, and I made sure that I knew that character and his perspective frontwards and backwards. So that way you can feel comfortable improvising within the character, which will lead to maybe some more written stuff later. But sketch is kind of a different thing where you have to kind of research it in kind of a different way uh, because people have different expectations when it is pre-written. All right. Bravo. You nailed the time on that one too. So the Final one, and remember, if you want to hear more about his impression technique, uh, Hot Breath, he really does like go headfirst into that process. So let's. Uh, this will be the final one here. Fun app, fun app. It, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, so, Except I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't re- know remember where I came from, but I, 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 w- I watched like a clip that you posted recently, and I'm like, oh man, this guy is so tired. Like my face is like <laughs> so. Yeah. It's just like I'm like I'm here, Joel. I'm ready to 
ready to do your podcast. <laughs> I think you guys had just done like a big run on the road and you had like just gotten back maybe yeah, that morning or something. Because I remember you did a testimonial yeah. uh, after the interview and you were looking at yourself on the phone like the road has not been good to Jeremiah. <laughs> but yep. you, you seem to take care of yourself. Like, do you exercise? Are you mindful of your diet? Like you seem to like keep yourself somewhat intact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, I did, I did 15 minutes of yoga for lower back pain yesterday because I've been sitting so much like editing and, and yeah. doing different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but it's been raining in LA lately before that I was going on walks a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, because just to escape just being in my apartment during quarantine. Yeah. But then this week they were like, but really, if you can even stay inside even more, I'm just like, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. But so, you're more of the, you don't like kill yourself in the gym, but you like to keep moving every day type deal. Stay a little active. I, 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 I move around to stay active, but I, I don't enjoy lifting weights. I can't get it. I can't get into it. I mean, I just, <laughs> it's all, yeah. <laughs> These are skinny blades arms. It's all good. So the final question here comes from Trent Babb who says, um, what are some new things you view as hack? We should avoid specifically stand up. Hmm. New things. Tinder, Uber, um, this is just my, I always tell this to comics because I, I just, if you're an earlier on comic, I know like it's, um, I know that it's part of your experience to, Talk about what you know currently. So if you have a day job, you know, um, I'm not going to say you to not talk about it, mm -hmm. but I would say be careful with talking about other jobs because um, what I'll say is as an audience member, when I hear that, I hear, oh, stand up isn't his main thing. It takes you out of it a little bit more so than uh, than I think that you realize. If you're saying like, so yeah, so I work at Target and blah blah blah, people automatically, in my opinion, are be like, oh, he doesn't do this full time, and it kind of discredits you a little bit and takes an audience member out of it a little bit more than you probably want because you never want an audience member to start thinking of other things that are not directly in front of them. Because yes. then if they're not thinking of something that's directly in front of them, they're elsewhere. They're not going to be engaged and laughing as much as you want them to. And that's just like a little thing that I've always felt like. Is when I started comedy, I had a day job at Starbucks. I would never talk about it. But now I talk about it. Like It's almost like putting a bookmark in certain life events for later. And also like another thing, like when uh, my mom started dating uh, like she has a new husband now at, I tried to work it out on stage. Um, but it was coming off as me as too angry because I wasn't over it yet. Uh, if that makes sense. Like yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't like comfortable. 
yet. So sometimes you got to put bookmarks in certain life events and material and come back to it later and make sure you never discredit some of your early ideas because they could be good. You just might not know how to crack them yet. Ooh, that's answer gold. That okay? No, hey, we're giving, we're giving applause on that response. That was great. And uh, the final comment, Randy Skye says, Yo, I love Jeremiah. Bruh, funny as hell. So, <laughs> how can you not love endorsements like that? So, Randy. <laughs> What's up, dude? So, before... Uh, oh, it's actually, a, it's actually a female. She's... um, But, no, Randy with an I. So, she's got some flavor to her. Can I not call a female dude, bro? This is the... Oh, my bad, yo. You know, we're living in a new age. <laughs> you want me to call her dudette like it's the freaking 80s or 90s, dude? Yeah, so, dude, I just I just challenged Joel's views, dude. I know. You, you guys out in L.A. are so progressive and above all of us. Dude, heck yeah, man. So is uh, before, we, <laughs> before we get you out of here, is there anything else you want uh, the world to know or comics to know? Um... This is my podcast, Jeremiah Wonders. I'm doing a lot of experimental stuff, especially right now. I've been doing, um, I've been doing uh, a couple of new segments uh, called Unprotected Sacks, where I take suggestions of uh, covers of of songs to to play on sax, and then also another uh, segment uh, on guitar called uh, Going Under Going Under the Covers, where I take your suggestions and I, I sing my versions of. Uh, of songs you send in and I've, and I've been taking more suggestions for characters and impressions and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun experimental time that I'm in with, uh, with a lot of stuff right now. Um, and then on Instagram at Jeremiah standup, look in my story highlights in my profile. I have over a hundred characters and impressions that you can just scroll through that are all like eight seconds long. Incredible. Do it because it took me like a couple years to assemble them from different Jeremiah Wonders, different Kill Tony shows, different sketches, different uh, shows that I've been a part of. So check that out. That's like a fun little thing to go through. And my YouTube is Jeremiah Watkins, and I put out weekly clips there. So, yeah. Yes, yes. Please, Hot Breath of Verse, support Jeremiah. There's a reason people like Joe Rogan and Burt Kreischer say he's the next Jim Carrey because he is one of the most talented people in comedy, and the fact that... You're going to look back on this day and be like, I can't believe I got to ask him questions directly this intimately. So, Jeremiah, honestly, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Joel. Thank you for having me. Of course, buddy. Stay safe out there and we'll be in touch. There you go, hot brother and sistren. Take Jeremiah's tips and apply them this week in your own comedy journeys and you will see a big impact which is all we're about here at Hot Breath, helping cultivate the next generation of great comics. And comics recognize the value of that resource, which is why Jeremiah joined us in our Hot Breath Pro community to help answer questions. Comics helping comics is what we're all about here. So if you want to join us for future Q&As and much more in Hot Breath Pro, just go into the description of this episode and click Join Hot Breath Pro. And I'll see you in there. And I'll see you here again next Monday, only on... Hot breath. Hot breath. 
This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.